is to have Mr. Simon Mafunda with us today. He comes to us all the way from Harare, Zimbabwe. That all by itself deserves some applause. <laughs> Simon is the WCA's Africa coordinator, and even though he has only been in his role for less than a year, he has helped Methodists across the continent of Africa navigate the transition we are all facing. And as importantly, Simon has helped Methodists in Europe, the Philippines, and the U.S. understand the explosive growth of the church in Africa and the great blessings and challenges it faces. Simon is humble, wise, faithful, and bold. I have been grateful for his voice in our movement. So prior to joining the WCA staff, Simon served as the lay leader of the Zimbabwe East Annual Conference. The conference elected him as a delegate to the 2012 and 2016 General Conferences. So he also represented the conference at the 2019 Special Called General Conference. Simon is a leading member of Africa, of Africa Initiative, a continent-wide clergy and lay movement that promotes Bible teaching and fidelity to the great confessions of the Christian faith. It is with great pleasure and such an honor to be able to introduce you to Mr. Simon Mafunda. Will you join me in welcoming him? I give thanks to God and to you all for giving me the opportunity to be here. It's really humbling. Allow me to, to read this text from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 17 to 21. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've given you authority to tremble on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little, ch to, to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. The intriguing and inexplicable ways in which Jesus Christ works reminds me of an incident at my house a couple of months ago. I, I am a backyard farmer. I spend quite a lot of my time, I spare time in my backyard garden uh, doing vegetables and all that kind of stuff. So I urgently needed to support a couple of my tomato plants which were starting to fall over with fruit. I retrieved a few straight branches of the Possetia uh, tree that I had pruned and dumped away several weeks earlier. They looked dry. But I wanted to be certain that uh, I should avoid growth competition with my, tomato, uh, with my tomatoes, as I knew Possetia grew easily from cuttings. 
So I drove them into the ground topside down. To my surprise, after just three weeks, all eight dry sticks had several healthy new shoots all around them. For me, it defied logic that a plant cutting could grow from an upside-down position by the poesentia do. As we gather here, we each have our own testimonies of how Jesus has empowered us to do things beyond our imaginations. I would like to talk about empowerment by Jesus. In chapter 10 of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus sent his disciples out to teach, preach, heal, free people from demons, and do anything else that would further the kingdom of God. When we read this text, we encounter the disciples returning to Jesus with joyful and marvelous stories to tell. We learn from this text that the disciples Jesus sent forth in his mission returned joyfully sharing the good things that had been accomplished. And it is important for us to notice that these disciples were clear that the success they witnessed was not accomplished by their own wisdom or authority, but in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, our Lord, was the reason they were successful. These disciples reported, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. I, if I were one of them, I would have fallen into the temptation of claiming that, Lord, even the demons submitted to me. But Jesus' disciples knew that the demons did not submit to them. They submitted to the name of Jesus. Jesus reminds them that he empowered them. They had been empowered to serve in his movement. As empowered people, Jesus said they would do extraordinary things. They may even be insulated against any harm directed at them. These are the indications of Jesus' empowerment. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23 says, all these ordinary, extraordinary demonstrations of power and authority will not be enough for us to enter heaven. These acts and deeds need to be accompanied by a faithful obedience to the will of God. In our text from Luke, Jesus proclaimed some profound thoughts of faith, that the things of God are hidden to those who want to use human reason, those who claim to be wise according to their human standards or intellect, and revealed to those who approach things of God like little children. Normally, when we speak of empowerment, we do not see the image of a child as a representation of empowerment. We tend to see image of presidents, 
Maybe we see images of bishops. Maybe we see images of business people, influencers of our economies, or images of other powerful people of your time that you may know. But Jesus says, empowerment is hidden from all of these and revealed to childlike persons. May we shake off the shackles of institutionalism and regain the childlike faith that believes that all things are possible with God. May we have the courage to stand against the powers and the principalities of this world, knowing that when we stand with Jesus, the battle belongs to him, and he always wins. Our world is on its knees today because we have divided people into categories of those who enjoy privileges and those who carry the burden of responsibilities. Instead of creating the conditions where everyone might have access to privileges and the responsibilities that come with them. We have the privilege of knowing we belong to Jesus. We have the privilege of being workers in his vineyard. We have the privilege of being ambassadors of our Lord. And we have the privilege of the name of Jesus to authenticate the good news that we proclaim. These priv privileges, brothers and sisters in Christ, also bestow on us many responsibilities and allow me to name just but a few. We have the responsibility of spreading the uncompromised good news of Jesus to all parts of the world and to all people, irrespective of where they are and who they are. We have the responsibility of using the authority that comes with our empowerment by Jesus to bring relief and joy to those who have been shunned by this world and pushed to the margins. We have the responsibility to act and trust God like children who trust their parents and always seek to please them. We have the responsibility to storm even the gates of hell and introduce people to Jesus so he can rescue the perishing. We have the responsibility to be the church Jesus is building and to uncompromisingly uphold the rules and values of that church that Jesus is building. As we gather here, aware of our privileges and the responsibilities given to us by our Lord, we are indeed more than conquerors. Not too long ago, we thought travel, gathering and fellowshipping in person as we do here, would never become possible after the pandemic to the world hostage. But by the grace of God, we are made more than conquerors. And so here we are. Only those empowered by Jesus Christ can be more than conquerors. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in my country, Zimbabwe, we have faced many challenges over just my lifetime. I have seen some of the worst cases of drought 
in Zimbabwe, where whole valleys were strewn with carcasses of both domestic and wild animals. Access to clean and safe water became a national challenge for households in both rural and urban areas. Zimbabwe has also experienced terrible outbreaks of diseases like cholera, typhoid, you name it, as the healthcare system nearly collapsed. And perhaps, worst of all, hyperinflation has wreaked havoc on Zimbabwe's economy. A country once considered the breadbasket of, of Africa was reduced to the continent's beggar within just but a few years. Businesses in all sectors closed while shelves were emptied in our stores. Hundreds of thousands of workers lost their jobs and life savings. To my knowledge, Zimbabwe is the only country to have issued a $100 trillion bill but it was practically worthless. We were all billionaires in Zimbabwe, but we could only afford basic necessities like bread. And while we were standing in the line to buy the bread, the price would go even higher by the time you get to the head of the queue. Many people fled the country to search for jobs, only to be persecuted and sometimes brutally murdered by people who had developed fear and hatred of my people. For many days, months, and even years, the challenges seemed insurmountable. But I do believe with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind, that Jesus has called me and many others to teach, to preach, to heal, and to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. In short, despite all these challenges and our limitations, I believe I am, and I believe you are, all called every day to be about the mission of sharing the gospel with our words and, it, and with, our, with our deeds. And we can go forth to fulfill the mission Jesus has given us because he empowers us, he protects us, and he guides us. And he will make us more than conquerors despite all the obstacles that we face in our faith journey. When we are transformed by the one who conquers all things, we can be sure nothing will stand in our way. And when God fills our hearts and our minds, we will have some sense of that joy the disciples experienced when they returned to Jesus and shared what they had, what had been accomplished by the power of his name. To be sure, brothers and sisters, our movement faces great challenges. Right now, 
Many of us feel like we have been planted upside down. And so think it is impossible that we will grow roots and sprout new life. But here's the good news, the extra good news. Our gardener is in the business of bringing life from death. He is the miracle worker and he is the way maker. He is doing a new thing in us and through us as he empowers us to go forth to be even more than conquerors. Rise up, church. Jesus is calling us and sending us forth out there as the advanced team to all the places he plans to visit. We must be not consumed by fear. We must be not be consumed by our doubts. We must not be consumed by the circumstances surrounding us. Rise up, church. Jesus is counting on you. Jesus is counting on me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Simon Mafunda, it's great to have you here in person. Thank you, my brother. It's good to have you here. And, and you just came off the stage with a great message. And uh, I love that image of planting the branch upside down. Thank you, my brother. We give glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, because I think that does feel that way for us. Oh, yeah. We've been through this. Oh, yeah. Tell us some of the things that have been happen happening in Africa. A, a lot has been going on. Uh, we, we've, we have very faithful Christians in, in Africa, very faithful Methodists. But unfortunately, a lot of us were not really getting information of what is happening. And we really feel they deserve better. They want to know at least what is happening. Yeah. Because they are the stakeholders in the denomination, key stakeholders. So this has been the, the biggest challenge that information dissemination was not as good as we expected it. And that created a lot of anxiety. But we are happy that, you know, things are starting to happen. It is people are now asking the right questions, the important questions, the difficult ones, of course. But we have to deal with those difficult questions because this is what faces us. And as you may know that Africa generally, these are, are, are traditionalists uh, who want to understand the depth of this problem so that they will be able to make an informed decision, you know, that affects them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of the things you talked about in terms of other challenges going on there, not just denominationally, but just basic life challenges in different countries in Africa. Oh, of course. We, we, Africa, we, 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 are, we are hit with uh, 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 outbreaks of diseases, uh, maybe not the best healthcare systems, uh, sometimes poverty because droughts has affected many parts of, uh, of, of our countries. And uh, even issues like uh, uh, just hatred, like xenophobia in other areas of Africa, all, all these you know challenges have been we we have faced them. They they've we have we have seen them happening, and uh, yeah, we we grapple with those things almost every day uh, in Africa. Yeah, yeah. What what kind of uh, wisdom do you have for us as we go forward? Because you're remaining on the WCA staff. As uh, some transfer over to the staff of the Global Methodist Church, you're remaining on staff with WCA. What do you see your role as going forward? My role is to remain friends with my UMC colleagues 
as we continue to navigate together uh, the challenge that is before us. Because it is every person's right to know the truth as of what's happening. And should they want to make a decision, we want to give them the right information so that they make their decisions. We are not even saying, no, no, come over, come over. No, no, we are not saying that. We are giving them the correct information and that will help them to make the right decision. Well, we this is what you are saying. Yeah. Yes, and the, this, is, this is what we, why we, we, we are staying, why we are staying in. We still have the protocol to, to support, to explain, to interpret to people. There are a lot of legal uh, uh, interpretations needed there. There are a lot of complications about the language and everything. We need to explain to our people what all that means. We, we also want to explain to them legislation like the Christmas covenant. What does it mean? Is it a better choice for them or is the protocol a better choice for them? And in the process of explaining those things, they will definitely make the best decision for themselves. Yeah, well, we continue to pray for you and your work and so glad to have you here with us. Thank you very much and God bless you.